0: God our Father, from our Lord Jesus, dear friends. Part of God's Word that we'll give our attention to this evening comes from the Gospel of Matthew chapter 6. Since it is our Savior's words, I invite you to please stand for our reading. Jesus says, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Please be seated.
1: In a devotion that I
0: once read on these verses, the author described worry as something that sets up its own little department in the office of our hearts and sends out one memo after another alerting us to potential problems on the horizon. And I'm guessing that all of you have been on the receiving end of some of these memos from the Department of Worry. Some of them go like this. There's not going to be enough money in the bank account to cover the bills this month. So how are you going to get by?
1: You'll never have enough time to get everything done today. So what are you going to do? The test results that are due back in a few days will probably not be good. How are you going to deal with that? The friend who left a message asking you to call sounded like they had bad news. Are you going to call them back? One memo after another that's sent out by the Department of Worry in our hearts. You know, worry is kind of a personal thing,
0: isn't it? I mean, we're concerned about others. We feel for others when they're going through problems of their own. But I think it's safe to say that most often it's our own problems, the problems of our own families that tend to keep us up at night. And they don't even have to be big problems. Often, simple things, small matters that are in the reference line of those memos that are sent out by the Department of Worry. When Jesus spoke to his disciples about worry, he didn't mention the Roman occupation of Israel, he didn't mention the violent persecution of the Jewish leaders, he didn't mention the difficult work that lay ahead for his disciples after he would ascend into heaven? Now all those could have been things
1: to really worry about. No, Jesus talked about simple things. Small matters. The basic stuff of life. But isn't it just that basic stuff that
0: often gives rise the worry in our hearts? And so the question that Jesus wants us to think on tonight is this. Why worry when God cares for you? First we want to understand that worry is not just a character flaw. I know maybe it doesn't seem like that big of a deal, right? Because everybody worries. But Jesus shows us here that worry reveals a deeper spiritual problem in our hearts in the opening verses of this section he had said no one can serve two masters either you will hate the one and love the other or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other you cannot serve both god and
1: money and then he continued and said therefore i tell you do
0: not worry you see the connection between those two things? What Jesus says about serving two masters and then his command not to worry? If we back up just a little bit in this chapter, Jesus tells us more that helps us to make the connection. Back in verse 21, Jesus had said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. In other words, what we value most is going to get the attention and affection of our heart. It's going to be our master. And if it's the stuff of this world that we value the most, then we'll show our affection to and our attention to that master by worrying about that stuff. And see, that's why it's a problem. Not just a little character flaw, just not just a natural part of life. No, Jesus says, this is what... The pagans do. They worry about all of this stuff. How am I going to get it? How am I going to keep it? When will I ever have enough? Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If the stuff of this world is our master, is what we value, then the result is going to be worry. Sinful worry.
1: That reveals a lack of trust in God's ability or his willingness to provide. So Jesus tries to head that off.
0: He puts in front of us a series of questions to show us just how foolish and unreasonable it is for us as God's people to worry about this stuff. After all, Jesus in these verses is not talking to pagans. He's talking to his disciples. He's talking to you and I, people who by God's grace claim him as our master. He reminds us that God knows exactly what we need for each day. But he also knows that as people who still struggle with the sinful nature, the temptation to worry about all the stuff of this world is going to be a big one for us so he comes with these questions to help us out. The first one he asks is this, is not life more than food and the body
1: more than clothes? The answer is, well,
0: of course. Psalm 139 says, God created my inmost being. He knit me together in my mother's womb. In Acts chapter 17, the Apostle Paul says that it's God who gives life and breath to all people. So if God did the greater thing, if he gave us our
1: body and our life, won't he also do the smaller thing? Give us clothes and food? Of course he will. Jesus asks another question. Are you not more valuable than the birds and the grass? And again, the answer is of course.
0: You're made in God's image. Redeemed by the blood of His Son. Promised an eternal home in heaven. But look at what God does. He feeds those birds. They don't plant. They don't harvest. They don't store away in barns. And so if you are much more valuable than they, won't He feed you also? And look at the grass. God dresses the grass better than Solomon ever was. The grass doesn't labor or spin. And again, if we are more valuable than the grass, won't God give us clothes to wear too?
1: Of course He will. Jesus asks another question.
0: Can any of you by worrying add a single hour to His life? Let's pretend for just a minute that it is okay to worry.
1: Even if that were true, what would we accomplish?
0: How many bills have been paid by worrying about them? How many test results have changed by tossing and turning all night? How many hours have you added to your busy schedule by worrying about how little time
1: you have? Why worry? Especially when God cares for you. You know, when I was a young child,
0: I never remember worrying about whether or not there was going to be food on the table each day. I'm sure I worried about what that food was going to be. I still worry about that. (laughs) But I was always confident that something was going to be there. The reason I wasn't worried about it wasn't because we were so wealthy and that we always had this storeroom full of food in our house wasn't because I made it my business to personally oversee the food plan in our household each month to try and head off any shortages that might arise. Now the reason I never worried about it is, I guess, because it never occurred to me to worry about it. i had always had something to eat in the past, so I figured that would be true in the future as well. My parents had raised four children before me. They knew what I needed. They loved me enough to give it to me whether I liked it or not. Besides all that, I'm sure as a kid I had more worthwhile things to do than to worry about whether or not there was going to be a little food on the table each day.
1: It just didn't occur to me. So why does that ever change? If as children
0: we have such confidence in our earthly parents, why not the same confidence as children of God in our Heavenly Father?
1: Well, the problem lies in our own hearts, right?
0: We know that our Father knows exactly what we need for each day. We also know that He loves us enough to give us those things. But rather than keeping our hearts and minds focused on Him and on His perfect track record of provision in our lives, we so easily get distracted by all the bad news in the world around us. Everything we wish would be going down seems to be going up. Inflation, gas prices, food prices. And everything we wish were going up seems to be coming down. Home values, retirement accounts, personal savings. And if the economic news isn't enough to distract us, well then we know there's war going on in Ukraine, there's tension in the Far East. There's the rise of violent crime in our cities, there's COVID-19, there's RSV, and who knows what the next thing will be. And so often, all of these headlines seem to capture our heart's attention more than the clear promises of our God. And so pretty soon, the Department of Worry is busy again, cranking
1: out one memo after another.
0: And we can go back to Jesus' questions. We can see just how foolish and unreasonable it is for us as children of God to worry about all of this stuff. But Jesus gives us something more than that.
1: He gives us what's really the true antidote to worry. He says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness,
0: and all these things will be given to you as well. Just like those little children. We have more worthwhile things to do than worry about what's going to be on the table each day. So we as children of God have more worthwhile things to do than to worry about the basic stuff of life in this world. To seek first His kingdom and His righteousness is to be constantly reminded of the great spiritual blessings that belong to us through faith in Jesus. God has forgiven all of our sins. All of that senseless worry that reveals doubting hearts, it's all been washed clean in Jesus' blood. All of that materialism, the love that we show to that other master that Jesus worried about, it's all been paid for by the sacrifice of God's Son. When Jesus tells us to seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, He's telling us to focus our hearts and minds on those things through which He strengthens our trust in Him, His Word, His sacrament. It's through these means of grace that the Holy Spirit is constantly at work in our lives, helping us grow more confident in God's perfect care, helping us grow more comfortable in our status as God's dearly loved children. The Holy Spirit is at work day by day working in us a faith in our Heavenly Father that's so strong that worrying about the basic stuff of life simply no longer occurs to us.
1: After all, we have God's promise. Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. So why worry? when God cares for you?
0: Consider just one more question that really shuts the door on this department of worry once and for all. It's asked by the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 8. He says, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? If God cared about us enough, to give what was most valuable to Him so that we could be rescued for all eternity. Is there anything else that we need that He won't provide?
1: Impossible, right? But why worry? Don't you have better things to do?
0: How about give thanks? Amen. And may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding Guard and keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.